We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Matt Bowen. Two throws. This one aired out for Galloway. And with contact, is picked off. Intercepted by Matt Bowen. NFL writer and analyst for ESPN. The ball came out. Right now they're calling fumble. That ball and knocked it out. Seven-year NFL veteran. We always joke with you about where you were selected in the draft. Is it weird for you to see Tom Brady out there? We were watching Tom Brady. My youngest boy, Ronnie, said, well, why aren't you still playing? (laughs) I said, well... Uh, Defensive back coach for IC Catholic football. One of the greatest things and most rewarding things about being a high school coach is to see the impact it can have on your student athletes. Matt Bowen with Bernstein and Holmes on 670 The Score. Let Matt Bowen talk. Shut up. Matt Bowen's on Twitter at MattBowen41. He is with us on the Score Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Matt, how was your New Year's? How you been? I've been well. How are you guys? Good. I'm just interested from your perspective mm-hmm. about the the Demar Hamlin sure. news, and we're getting good news today. If you're just yes. joining us, that he's apparently made uh, remarkable progress, according to an official statement, that he has been awake, that he has been responding to cues from doctors, and it's all good stuff. Mm-hmm. So for for you, there, there's three perspectives. From you, there's perspective as a former NFL player, college player, high school player. There's perspective sure. as a parent, mm-hmm. and perspective as a current high school coach. How did those overlay in your feelings about all this? I think they all work together when it first happened. Because when you see a player down the field like that, there's a sense of fear that comes over you, Dan. Right? Because we've all seen injuries. Anyone who's been in sports has seen injuries. But nothing like this. You know, we've known each other for over a decade. And there's always things that we talk about that I can relate personal experiences to, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's as a player, as a coach, as a parent. We've talked a lot about a lot of things in the last decade, but this, Dan, I can't. Um, I've never seen anything like it. So the first thing is that sense of fear or that sense of panic, that there's something seriously wrong that we've never seen before on an athletic field that I've never seen before, and especially pro players have not. So that was my first inclination. Uh, because you can tell, um, anyone who's been on a football field in that league, when the trainers come out, by their sense of urgency, Correct. Um, and what type of injury it is. It's a knee, it's an ankle, it's a shoulder. We've seen much more sense of urgency. Uh, and it's a great thing in the NFL now with head injuries. But the sense of urgency from those Buffalo Bills trainers, and from my experiences just being on a football field, told me something was seriously wrong there. So that was my first thing, Dan, was a, was a great sense of fear. I think also coming from your perspective, and it's something that Dan touched on yesterday, the importance of not just preventative care, and it didn't 
necessarily translate in this situation. But also preventative equipment care when it comes to chest protectors, like Dan mentioned yesterday, something you're incredibly familiar with, I know. There is a component of that on the shoulder pad for an NFL player, but it's typically not as as crucial in that area as it was in, in DeMar Hamlin's injury. Not to mention, pads have gotten so much smaller. And, the, and because, smaller. because it's a speed-based game, players mm-hmm. now have less actual armor on them than ever. They do. And even back when I played, Dan, we didn't we weren't required to wear leg pads. Hmm. So if you're a DB or wide receiver, you just wore pants. That's all you wore, right? Because you thought it gave you, like you're saying, Dan, an advantage in speed down the field. So I agree with what you're saying in terms of the equipment. I think the equipment will change now. And I think it has to change in terms of that chest plate you wear on your shoulder pads, how that can be altered or enforced uh, to prevent future injuries like this one. Um, because it has to be done. When you have an injury like this, everyone needs to pause for a minute. Everyone needs to pause and understand what's going on and talk about ways and impact ways, future ways, this doesn't happen again. That's the first thing that needs to happen. But I'll tell you this. Uh, you asked earlier, Dan, my perspective as a coach. Okay, I'll tell you right now. I coach, obviously, at the high school level. I also coach the little kids. I coach my son's team. So I coach two teams, a Pop Warner team. And when it comes to game days, when the game is over, there's a sense of relief as a coach. There's a sense of relief that no one got hurt. That is always the case with me. And that's the first case. And it should always be at the top of your mind as a football coach. Because obviously everyone wants to win football games. I understand that. But when you're coaching, especially at the younger levels, you want your players to be safe. And that's the first thing I check on when the games are over is that everyone is okay. And I remember coaching games this year, my son's team, when it was late in the game and you're up and you just feel like calling it. So that's enough. You know, we played enough. You know, do we need to play another quarter, right? And understand the kids want to play. And, and everyone wants to see kids play and have fun. But when it comes to this game and the injuries that can occur, especially at young age, there's times in the fourth quarter, I'm looking at that clock this year, which with 13 and 12-year-old football players saying, let's just get this thing over with. Everyone's healthy. Let's get out of here. Go on to the next one. So that does come into your mind. And that does with the high school kids I coach because I don't want them hurt. I don't. That's the last thing I want is for them to be hurt. Because when you see a player go down the field and you're a coach, uh, your stomach sinks, right? And your first inclination is to run out there and you're just hoping when you get to the player that it isn't a severe injury. And this is the difference with this injury, okay? Because everyone who's played this game, especially at that NFL level, has seen uh, really bad injuries in the field, especially lower body injuries, knees, ankles, compound fractures. You've seen them all. Um, But those are assessed. There's a plan put in place, and there's surgery scheduled, and they fix them, and you go through rehab, and you come back and play football again. This is completely different. This is completely different. We're talking about a young man who's 24 years old who is not breathing on a football field. That's why I use the term pause. It gives everyone pause because it does need to be reassessed in how this game, not officiated, not played, because that to anyone who's watching that game look like a normal football tackle, right? Anyone who's watched football it on w- Sunday. It was a normal good. football tackle. Right. That, that, that's it the was point. Typical, right. And this yes. was an incredible, incredible uh, rarity. for, And it's much more likely to occur at the youth level. Something, yes. If it is commodio cortis, which may, most experts believe it is, it's much more likely to occur in a Little League baseball field or a softball sure. field or in lacrosse or in hockey. Yes. And, and so this thing, while, while there's a bunch of people with the reckoning on football, yeah, football's dangerous. Football's brutal. But the truth is that really the, the awareness and the training for coaches and the understanding of this needs to be across youth sports primarily. 
I agree with that. I do agree with that because it is an issue and it needs to be talked about, needs to be discussed. Um, because you bring up the third point, Dan. Um, myself as a parent, my wife is a parent. Um, and, you know, our sons play all different sports. They're, all of our sons are unique in their own way. We have four boys. And they all play different sports. But only one of them right now plays a collision sport. And that's our seventh grader. And I coach him. And every time he goes on football to field, doesn't matter if it's practice or a game setting. And look, we have, I, I trust myself as a coach, right? I trust myself in my ability to teach tackling and teach blocking and teach head placement and the proper things you do in football. And that sounds great and it looks great and it does look great in practice. But natural human reactions take over when you're about to get into a collision. That is never going to change. No matter how much we teach tackling, teach, you know, shoulder pads to the strike zone or shoulder pads to the thigh board, the head out of the way, a lot of times the head's going to be in play. Okay, a lot of times your chest is going to be exposed. And that's the nervous part as a parent when your kid's in a collision sport. Now, the flip side of it, because I think this is a, you know, a much larger discussion, Dan, because the flip side of it is the benefits you get from team sports, the benefits that I believe in football. The way the game of football has shaped my life, because mm -hmm. it is my life. I have no problem saying it. I have no problem saying I'm a football guy. I have no problem saying it. It is my life. It was my life as a player. It's my life now in the media. It's my life now as a coach. It has everything to do with my life. And I started in fourth grade. And I remember my mom. I remember my mom. You could ask my If you brought my mom there right now, she'd say the same thing. My mom was nervous for every game I played. Starting in fourth grade, 1986, the Glen Island Golden Eagles. Right? That's when I started playing football. Everyone did back then. It was the year after the Bears won the Super Bowl, right? So we all started playing football in 1986. And my mom's always been nervous about the game of football. And no one was more relieved. No one, Dan, was more relieved when I retired. And my mom, she told me that. And I thought, you know, it would be, you know, very sad, me retiring. I think my mom was relieved. I really believe that, that she was relieved because, and I think this is the impact everyone saw this week, Dan, when they were watching the game on TV, right? Because you're removed from the situation, but now you're kind of a part of the situation because you're watching the game on TV and you don't really have any information, right? You don't really know what was going on. I think Joe Buck and Troy Aiken did the best job they could during that game to try to relay information. Now imagine if you're Jamar Hamlin's mother. Right? Who, who is running down to the field trying to get past security, trying right. to get into the ambulance. Right, and that's the other part of this. Uh, look, when you're a football player, um, you know, there's a lot of terms that, that you have like this shield of armor around you, right? And you believe in that shield of armor. You have to, Dan, or you will not make it through three hours on a Sunday. You, you won't even make it through a training camp practice if you don't believe that you can make it through anything. I mean, these are the most courageous people in sports. These are the most brave people in sports. And their competitive drive is off the charts. Okay, and they can play through anything. We've seen it. We, we, we see it when watching the Chicago Bears. The injuries these guys play through. Yep. The rehab they go through to get back on the field for three hours on a Sunday. But again, we go into this situation with Mar Hamlin, Dan. It's much different, right? It's much different. I think that made everyone think very hard this week about this game. Well, and that's what makes you worry about even the games coming up is mm -hmm. when you hear how players were affected watching it and how they were affected seeing it, like the, the reactions were incredibly upsetting just mm -hmm. from a, from a place of, of knowing what those people were feeling at the time and how you're seeing guys like the bears talk about it and what was said at house hall yesterday, are you observing it? And I don't know what happens when you get on a field 
and you play that first series. And I'm so thankful the NFL did the right thing, Ooh. ultimately, in not having that game be played on Monday. Could you imagine just the the things going through your mind when you're back on a field after seeing that in person, just, just trying to actually have normal football plays, knowing that that's a result you just saw? No, I, I think I agree with you, Layla, that they made the right decision because the game couldn't be played. And there's no way it could be played. Because first of all, it brings up the sense of team, right? A sense of team. And when you're on a team and you call each other brothers and you see one of your brothers down on the ground, everything changes. Everything changes, right? Even after someone goes down with a knee injury, things change, right? Now imagine this type of injury. And yeah, I, I don't know how they could have played. I agree with you. Now moving forward. Okay, that's the next step, right? Lila, moving forward. I do think today's news is a positive thing. I think oh, it's yeah. a great thing. A oh, great yeah. thing that it will will help players mentally today. It will help them mentally today. And moving forward into week 18, um, that first series will be interesting. For every game played this, this Saturday and Sunday will be very interesting because this game has to be played at a necessary speed for it to work, a necessary speed to keep yourself healthy. If you don't play fast in this league, you will not finish the football game. There's no question about it. So that first series will be very interesting. We're told that in 15 minutes there's going to be another more complete update coming from mm. officials at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. So we hope to get more good news. Then we'll relay it as soon as we have it. When we talk about the, the Bears, my question is the psychology of the rest of the roster when it is obvious that the Bears know the best possible thing they can do for their organization is not win this game. Right. Matt Eberflus really struggled yesterday trying sure to communicate what they were doing, and it puts him in a really difficult position to be the head coach of an NFL team and let's go win and put it put stuff on tape for where whoever you're going to play later and play hard and the hits principle and all that when the general manager's like, yeah, no, we'd rather you didn't. And, and the, you did have a lot of guys quit last week, I thought. Yeah. How, how do you manage this as a coach? That's a great question, Dan. Let's start with last week real quick. I, I think last week is a great example for every Bears fan or any, any, any NFL fan. If you don't meet the competitive level of this league, you will get run off the field. That's what happened last week. If you don't compete at that level, you have no chance to win, and you're probably going to be embarrassed. And that's what happened to this Bears football team last week. Uh, their inability to compete at that level, in my opinion. Now, moving forward as a coach, I think it's it, it's tough because, first of all, half those guys you're talking to Sunday morning at Soldier Field in, in the locker room are probably not going to be here next year, right? There's going to be so much change with this football team next year that a lot of those players are going to be playing on different football teams or trying to make different football teams. Um, I think, again, goes back to – I mean, Dan, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I Look, I've played in the, the last game of the season when it didn't matter. Um, in, in Washington, Coach Spurrier's last year. And it was a different situation because everyone knows Coach Eberflus will be back. And most of the coaching staff will be back next year in the front office. In Washington, we understood there's going to be major, major change. Okay. And I thought Andy Reid and Philadelphia took it easy on us. I thought they could have scored 60, 60 or maybe 70 points on us. I really did. The way we played in that week, back then it was 17, that week 17 game. Um, so that's the first thing you worry about as a coach is putting out a team that is ready to compete and try to match that level that they, they, they did, did not last week. Because the last thing you want to do as a coach is go out there and have two straight losses that are very poor. And now people are going to start to question 
how you lead a football team, how you prepare a football team. You don't want that as a coach. So what I would do is put Matty Flus, knowing that Justin Fields is not going to play, knowing that you have major injuries, knowing that a lot of players are not going to be on that field, they're going to be there next year. I'm still going to try to compete. I'm going to do some different things. I'm going to try some different formations. I'm going to try the fake punt we installed back in April. I'm going to try that. Um, and you can say you're not going to try to win the football game, but you at least have to go out there and compete because, look, Minnesota is playing for something. They're leading the division, and they should win that football game. They should win that football game by multiple scores. But it is a tough spot as a coach, knowing what is at stake if you win the football game compared to if you lose the football game in terms of roster construction and building a winning team. Okay, so say you're you're the coach in charge of the Bears on Sunday and you know who's playing and you know that you've got to evaluate a lot of people mm-hmm. trying to figure out who's going to be here and who's not after this game is over. What do you want to see and what are you telling them, pretend like it's us? That's a great question, and this is my answer. I would run the basic stuff in our offense and defense, the most basic stuff, because I'm not concerned so much uh, about building a team at this point and building momentum for next week and the, and the next month of the season. That stuff's all gone. So if I'm a coach in this situation, I'm going to play two to three coverages on defense. That is it. I want to see alignment and assignment. I want to see guys play fast, play with eye discipline, and, and show speed to the football. On offense, you're going to have base passing concepts, base, base passing concepts, your base run package, and just go with that. That's how you evaluate. Because you don't want to put players who haven't had a lot of playing time in a situation where they overthink stuff, and now they're not playing at top speed, and now you can't really evaluate them. So almost treat it like a preseason game. Mm. That's my answer, because that's what a preseason game plan is like. Treat it like a preseason game. Get one more game of film on these kids that are on the field, especially the young players, and that's what you can present in the offseason when you start to decide areas you need to improve. I know as a viewer I'm treating it like a preseason game. I can tell you that. (laughs) Matt Bowen, thanks so much. As always, really good today. Uh, Thank you. Thanks, Matt. That's Matt Bowen. Uh, Let's hear from a couple Bears about the DeMar Hamlin situation when we come back, because I'd I'd like to take some of this pain and confusion and, and turn it in a little different direction after we hear from them, because... When you say, you know, what can we do about this? I, I, I don't think the, the questions involve a reckoning with football because football isn't going to really get any less horrible or destructive. But there, there are really positive, constructive things we can do with some of these complicated feelings that we have. So let's do that next on The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Bernstein at Homes, midday 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Our break conversation should have really been on the air. Another thing I'm apologizing for today. <laughs> the, que- the question we just had was what are we going to know more about the Bears' president search? Because there was that little sort of er- eruption of news over Kevin Warren, and then we got all excited about it. Oh my God, this is awesome. The- this is- would be an actual great move by the Chicago Bears, and then we haven't heard anything. And then just silence. So maybe they are moving swiftly behind the scenes. We can only hope to get that finished because anything, if once you float that name, there, there's there's no going down the ladder from there that's going to impress anybody. Uh, some Bears were talking yesterday very earnestly and honestly and emotionally about what is uh, the, the dominant story of the NFL right now, and that is the current recovery of DeMar Hamlin from the cardiac arrest that he suffered on the field on Monday night. And a couple of the guys who talked... I think you should hear because it's uh, it's it's real stuff, starting with Bears center Sam Mustafer. I've had friends text me like, you know, how you doing? Like, is it different? And I'm one of those guys I don't like to talk about a lot of things with a lot of people. I really keep it internally. But, you know, my family understands that. Like, at the end of the day, this is my job. This is what I have to do. Um, but, yeah, they don't they don't sign up for that. His, uh, his mother didn't sign up for that. She thought, you know, she was going to watch her, her baby on Monday Night Football. Like, that's what we dream about, like Monday Night Football primetime game. And uh, they don't sign up for that, but it, it's unfortunate. Uh, my best wishes go to them, to her, being a parent, you know. It's, that's tough, man. I can't imagine. Like, I, I want my son to play football, you know. Uh, I do. I, I love this game. I love what it's taught me, the life lessons, you know, the responsibility, the accountability, the teamwork. And, uh, you know, I can't imagine, like, you know, seeing my son out there like that. I saw, like, I know how my mom would feel. I know how my dad would feel. So it's, uh, it's unfortunate, man. His teammate, David Montgomery, added his perspective. First, I would like to just uh, send my love and my family love and, you know, the love from the team and this organization to DeMar's family and, you know, Prayer is powerful and it's real. And I know that uh, God is constantly working and I know God has this situation in complete control. And um, he will work it out and make sure that things are good. So my love goes out to, to them and their family. When you see players in the fraternity that you're a part of reacting the way they did, what struck you in those moments of love? Just un- it put it in perspective of understanding that it's way bigger than the game. You know, a lot of people don't get that, you know, we humans as well. And, you know, when that stuff happens, like, we all got emotions. We all get emotional. And us being professional football players, sometimes I can personally speak for myself. We like to, 
you know, kind of be that tough guy and act like things don't phase us. But yeah, it was an it was an emotional moment, and then being able to see, uh, you know, the Bills and the Bengals come together, you know, not as a single team, but they come together and love on each other because it was it, it was very emotional. It shows that this league full of players is is powerful, and we love each other. What has it been like for you guys, like being around each other in the last couple of days? Yeah, well, for my family first, after I watched it and I kind of felt my emotions, it, it gave me, it made me go hug my family more. Like, I hugged my girl and I told her thank you. Um, you know, I called my mom, I called my siblings, let them know that I love them. Because when stuff like that happens, like, sometimes you take for granted the play that you get. And it's always an opportunity and a chance that you don't get to play the next play. So I always, it made me look at it a completely different, understand that um, it's important to tell your family members and everybody that you love them. And, you know, the guys here, going back to the emotional piece, being able to tell the guys here, you know, that I love them and I do appreciate them and who they are, how they come to work. But outside of being football players, just who they are as humans, um, understanding that um, I show my love and my gratitude to those guys. That's David Montgomery. With some some real stuff here in these guys, because it does it it the humanity of the story has certainly hit NFL players. Sam Masterford to me, just the look on his face, it was hard to it was it was hard to watch without being moved. There is something that can be done about this that is real and significant. I talked yesterday about the the Kevlar heart protectors that are relatively inexpensive, and if you have a a kid who especially is doing kid pitch with aluminum bats. Make sure that if your kid's pitching or playing third base, especially maybe first base, there's a lot of lefties in the lineup, can't hurt to wear one. And ask the coaches and ask your pediatrician. I think it's really important to to have these conversations with your, your kid's pediatrician about taking these steps, regardless of sport. Because this is, and I keep saying this, and you can have all the debates about football and talk about football. To me, this isn't about football. The football that's settled. Football's horrible for you, horrible for children. It, it may also be wonderful for you. It's great for us as fans, and you have to balance those things. But know that football is brutal for reasons beyond this particular incident. It's a different discussion. But what is really important are relatively inexpensive and easy for the layperson to use AEDs, automated external defibrillators. They should be ubiquitous. We had There was a soccer game in Europe this year where the, I believe the goalie's life was saved by one. Somebody ran into the stands and got the AED and came down and defibrillated somebody when something like this happened. It doesn't necessarily have to be Commodio cortis either. There can be other reasons why a heart goes into to V-fib and needs to be shocked into a normal sinus rhythm. Whatever that's going to take to ask the questions about your league, where your kids play. Is there an AED? It's not Are, just leagues, by the way. It's your gym, too. It's, it's your heart, Dan. It's somebody else's heart. Yeah. It might be saving the life of somebody who's who's doing physical activity it might be somebody at your office do we have one here do we have an aed here good question i'd like to know because they're they are easy to use you don't even have to be an english speaker it's almost like the way airline instructions are done to be beyond 
actual languages to understand that that you don't have to be an EMT to use an AED. They're not that expensive. You know, I th- I believe you know Granger advertises on on these airwaves, and when it comes to OSHA compliance in factories, depending on the state, depending on the municipality, there are rules about where near assembly lines in certain areas that there have to be AEDs. They have to be every numbers of hundred yards in an airport, in public facilities, in publicly financed stadiums. There are rules about about where these defibrillators are. They should be everywhere. When your when your son or daughter goes to play hockey, ask the rink. If if, if it's a if it's a public rink, ask. If it's a privately owned rink, a- ask and see what maybe you could do as parents to have a bake sale to buy one. They save lives. It could be your kid's life. It could be your life. It could be anyone's. But we have to have a better understanding of of these relatively inexpensive life saving tools at our disposal, and what coaches at, at every level should be trained in in what to recognize and how to use them. And you don't have to be certified, or you do need to be certified. No, I to, to use no. It's supposed to be a, the first person to it should be able to open that thing, get the get it down there, get get the 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 electrodes applied, and they have made them. So they should be easy to understand out of the box. And it literally, it will show you when to, when to stop touching the patient before the shock is delivered. You know, we've, you've seen enough TV shows where everyone yells clear, kajunk, and they make sure that you don't get shocked as well. But that's in the instructions. Once this is placed here, once this is placed here, they switch this to this. Now everybody hands off. Now press this button. That's how they're designed. But they should be everywhere. One more time, Dan, for people who want to know, because we're getting requests on the text line. It is called an AED, an automated external defibrillator. And if you Google it, you can find various prices for it. It obviously depends on the major companies that buy them in bulk, for their, but there, there are all kinds of, of places that sell them. And the 630 says, I sell AEDs. We have been telling people these things for years said, I'm very sorry for DeMar Hamlin, but I'm glad that people are finally understanding that it's the only thing that will bring you back from a sudden cardiac arrest, and it has nothing to do with money. And this should be taught in in schools. They, They should be everywhere in public spaces with everybody ready to understand if if you need to use one that you you can and should. You remind me of a conversation I had with a couple of people who this person went into cardiac arrest or heart distress with an AED would have probably been needed at a small gym, like a boutique gym. Mm-hmm. And that nobody there knew CPR or knew how to use the AED. Well, even, if there was one. Even knowing CPR is great. Right, and, that's, and there's been a huge request for that since this happened. And I know I was trained in sixth grade. We all were trained in CPR. And anybody who, when we were camp counselors, and if you were out at the, the swim point or water skiing or anything like that, you you had to know some of the basics. The difference is CPR, as, as Dr. Black told us uh, several days ago, that can keep you at about 30% of your circulation. The only thing that can save your life is that AED. The CPR cannot save your life. CPR can prolong the time until the AED gets there, but it can't save your life. 
it can it can make your life more likely to be saved in this regard. But it's it's this machine that does it. So whether it's IHSa or whether it's your your school's conference or your your grade school basketball league, or sometimes at, your HR at your office. Yeah, ask questions about it. Ask questions. Do we have one? What would it take to get one? And for all of the time, for all the corporate hours and hours and hours that we spend clicking through these mandatory training sessions, and, I'm, and, and I understand why we do it. We're a publicly traded corporation, and we all have to be up to speed and get our little diplomas that they print out to know about payola plugola and know about harassment and know about you know, legal risks and all that. I have to know how to jump out of a live truck. What do you mean? Same, it's safety based. Oh, if it's on fire or, or if a mast is touching wires, if you're surrounded by oh. water, yeah, yeah, all sorts of stuff. But it's it's not the sexiest conversation, but it is one that can save lives. And there are huge corporations around here. I mentioned Granger, the eight four seven, since I work for Aramark. That these this is this isn't, it's not a secret. This isn't some developing technology that we just have to wait. That they're so rare and so hard to get. They're not. So just Google it. If you are a small business owner, invest in one. If, if that it just no matter what, if you're if you're a business owner of any kind, it 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 is the a, a very very small thing that could do a very very big thing. It's an AED, an automated external defibrillator. You hear about pacemakers all the time, and you hear about inter they're, they're internal defibrillators, right? Where people who have a problem with their heart rhythm and it will they'll be out plowing or you know shoveling snow and boom and it'll shock them and they'll fall down but they won't be dead and that that those are rare and incredibly expensive and it used to be that that was the only way some people could be saved but go get this this important piece of machinery that's the lesson to take away not the four page new york times magazine think pieces about football wrong conclusion here the right conclusion is for your kids for your workplace for you for your gym have these aeds around and i think i think the best thing is to familiarize yourself with that equipment before you have to use it yep and the goal is you never have to use it. And the goal is your chest protector is just something you wear and you're like, oh, man, it's just there. But that's that's the good thing that can happen. I agree. Uh, we're also seeing the uh, University of Cincinnati Medical Center doctors on TV right now. And the poll quote has been remarkable improvement. But we're going to have the latest on that, obviously, when we come back. You want something fun to do tonight? Join Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody for the Miller Lite Top Draft Show at Offsides Sports Bar and Grill, 680 South Eastwood Drive in Woodstock from 7 to 10 p.m. You can enjoy the broadcast. You can win Bears tickets and other prizes. Brought to you by Miller Lite. It's Miller time. Recreate transition from yesterday with them. If I'm you sure like. Grody would get a nice giggle out of it. And poor Gabe will just look at us like we're crazy. Fangraphs has done some calculations regarding off-season success or failure so far of baseball teams. How have the White Sox done? How have the Cubs done? We'll tell you next. Bernstein at Homes, middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. It's the Bernstein and Holmes Show with Layla Rahimi sitting in today. Seriously, Rankin? It makes me feel like baseball. I don't know. Okay. I thought you were talking about defibrillation and starting something up. I wasn't exactly That's also sure, sure where this yes. was going. Yes, yes. Somebody uh, texted in about Kickstart My Heart. Is that true? 
I'm not sure. That Nikki Six was revived by by when he was defibrillated, and that's where Kickstart My Heart is. Every I, I can I admit every once in a while when I'm in the mood for that song and it, and it comes on nice and loud, it's I, I like it. It's, yeah, it, it's so it's fun and it, it's silly fun, and awesome. It, it's so hockey. Oh, I didn't even think. Oh, about that. that is the hockeyest song. Like there, there's some ACDC stuff, and like, but that that song has, has been like I I am in a hockey rink. It's like there it's like in between a whistle and a stoppage in the action. Like it's automatic. I attempted once to try to choreograph a high kick routine to kickstart my heart, and my dancers wanted to. Kill me. Why? Because it's too. It's way too fast. It is fast. It is way Can't too you fast. Can you just do a double like like? No, half beat? you don't halftime kickstart my heart. That's not the point of the Sorry. song. You go. No, you don't do the crew like that. Ain't no half stepping. I can't say that with a straight face. <laughs> this is apology number twenty five I've had today. Uh, the the Fangraphs wonks have put together off season rankings based on net war gained or lost so far. And Ben Clements started out by writing about the Dodgers in a strange offseason. And they have, and it looked like just the total war lost of 21.3, but they gained 6.9. And like the Yankees lost 20.8 and then gained 20.3. A lot of that being the same guy. So 0.5 is the delta there? And that's what it looks like. And they put together the whole list. So... This is the the ranking so far of wins total wins above replacement by 2022 war lost and 2022 war gained. The Dodgers are down 14.3 wins. That's the most so far in this offseason. The White Sox are down 10.1. That's the second most. Who's the most most? Well, the Dodgers are the most. Right. The, the, the White Sox are at 13 lost and 2.9 gained. So they lost Abreu. They lost Pollock. They lost Cueto. They lost Andrews. I'm trying to think of other names that would stand out Engel, there. Mendick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eng- oh, Eng- Engel defensively for sure. And they end up with a net of minus 10.1. Yikes. What team do you think in all of Major League Baseball so far has gained the most? See, I would have said maybe maybe the Mets. Okay, the you Mets. You would ideally say the Mets, but they the gained Korea, a lot. Correa is not. Are they factoring Correa into this the, or no? The Mets have gained a lot, even without Correa. They've lost 18.2. They've gained 26.1 for a net of eight. Phillies, I would put up there. The Phillies are in the top half. They're eight. positive. They're, they've lost 8.8 but gained 10. But see, when you said the Dodgers, I just thought the Dodgers were still cumulative, cumulatively higher. They're I can't not. never say that word. They're not. We have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 teams with net losses. The Exactly half. The total for 8.7 was the most. The most net gained so far, it is your Chicago Cubs. The Cubs have only lost 3.4 war. Do we get music or something for that? That's and, good. And they've gained 12.1. I I don't know what it means. Yeah, you do. Not really. 
But I'm just I'm I I, it, I think it's probably a metric they're using to figure out who they want to add and subtract in this offseason, well, don't you? Sure. I've been laughing about people just now starting to say, "Wait a second. I think I've figured out what the Cubs are doing. I think they're trying to win with run prevention rather than run production." Whoa, what a concept. And then I said to you, they still could have kept Wilson Contreras and done this. But they couldn't have if they kept him as a catcher. Right. But like I said, better DH than the available options. And I don't think he wants to be a DH. I don't think he would have been happy. I don't think they were going to pay him what he was going to make just to be a DH. And now you've got a really good defensive catching group. Now you've got a terrific defensive outfield. You might have the best defensive infield in in, in the league. The defensive infield is the reason to come to the ballpark. I mean, seriously, with with the shift changes, the Cubs Cubs are quietly, low-key, doing some things here that make a lot of sense. And it doesn't mean that they're going to up and, and, and surprise. It doesn't mean this is 2015. But they've got a plan. I don't know why nobody asked Jed about it when he was sitting right there. At the Dansby Swanson press conference. Jed, how does this signing fit in with the obvious larger strategy of winning on the run prevention side? And meanwhile, Jed just just sitting there all the time. Hi. There's there's the president of baseball operations. Nobody well, had a question. He for ended him. up on the score. But then you know how it is, Dan. That's a really good question. So if you have it and they're doing breakout sessions, you keep it for yourself and your viewers or your listeners and your consumers of your content. I get it. But he's he's right there. You know, sometimes when it's not a breakout session, and when all the eyes are on you and all the cameras are on you, see that I, I, my when I was a beat guy, I never, I never tried to save something up because you never know. You can never know you were going to get that opportunity, and I would always ask the, the moment it was lights on. This is the media session. I would try to find the mic and ask the question. Sure. And if it meant other people could write a story off of it, great. I don't. That I, I don't care. There's varying philosophies on that one, I think. And people used to accuse me of, of grandstanding, wanting to hear my own voice, and wanting to be on all these nationally televised press conferences. There might have been a little bit of that, because I, I enjoyed some of those more confrontational interviews when they were in front of a lot of cameras and a lot of the national media. Yeah, I, I did. But He confessed! A little, there's a little bit of that, sure. Uh, but but it, for, when I was in my 20s and trying to make a name for myself and... When you would have people, when I knew that there were questions that other people weren't asking, yeah. But I just, Jed was right there. He's sitting there. We know how to find him. We can ask him again if you think it wasn't it wasn't asked on the score. Yeah, and he'll be up in his office, and when we're out there at Gallagher Way, trolling us in his opening day. Yes, and we'll be we'll be there, freezing and shivering. And (laughs) hey, Jed, now that everybody's here. Where do you feel like you were deficient? Right, that'll go over well. I think they like. Hey, Jed, how do you feel about having less runs scored on you as a team? And they actually lost. Phrase it better than that. They lost a fairly important front office guy, Josh Zide, who had been a special assistant on their pitching infrastructure side underneath Craig Breslow. He'd been working out of Arizona. He's now going to be. The double A pitching coach for the Rangers. Shout out to Josh Side, one of my favorite people to work with in Houston. Reliever well, at the time for the Astros back in their 2013 14 era, and just always fun to talk to. And 
Glad to see that guy getting his come up. Yeah, smart guy. I think he's a friend of Cody Decker's. I think they played on Team Israel together with Sammy Fold and, and and that whole crew. But he's that that was someone who the the Cubs had circled as, like you say, an, an up and comer. I think I I think that having somebody from the Cleveland Guardians organization is going to prove very valuable in the years to come in Carter Hawkins. Hope so. You can't argue with the Guardians process. It's like when I talk about Astros data. You can't you can't argue with Astros data. Cubs data is pretty solid in my opinion. You also have to value how the Guardians put the organization together. They do have standard operating procedures that they use. They have metrics. Like you can just tell. You can tell with how they acquire people. That's why I'm always worried of anybody going there. Via trade from a team that I watch. And thanks to the outpouring of comments that we got regarding uh, AEDs and how we can take some of the, the 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 fear and discomfort over what happened on an NFL field and and make it practical to helping other people potentially in all of our lives wherever we are. So yeah, and and thanks to everybody who is telling their individual stories about athletic training or cardiac nursing or everything. The bottom line being so many people are describing, yes, I've seen it used or I've used one and it really is that easy. And for, for your business or your house of worship or any place where people are gathered. Where you frequent. Yes. It's nice to know one's there. And even even in places like parking garages, you might frequent. If there's one there, I thought about that recently, too. And I, for example, learned how to do CPR on a doll, but I didn't learn how to use an AED. That happens. So it's good to know that this is an option. And I am always, always, it's disturbing to know how much pressure you have to use in CPR. Like, you know you, you have to do it, but yeah, yeah it's, it's, oh. Like, that that makes me nervous, too, you know? Make sure you find the xiphoid process, because you don't want to break that. Make sure you're above the xiphoid process when you right. begin compression. And, like, the doll has the has the place where you do it, but you don't necessarily know how to find that place on a person. So this is why we talk about this stuff. We're going to talk about the Bears next with Jason Leisure, who is standing by to do just that on the score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better off. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. 
Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.